NFL, fantasy, college. Man, this guy does it all. Oh, my goodness. This is sick. Put this to music. Time to check in with Rotowire.com's football guru, John McKechnie. What are you doing on your phone? I am fixing my fantasy football lineup on In the Zone. Some hot stove music here. John McKechnie joining us, fantasy analyst from rotowire.com on social. You can find him at John's underscore tailgate. Afternoon, John. Are you enjoying the hot stove? Uh, I, I could be enjoying it a bit more, uh, but at the same time, you know, with the Orioles, they are they are what they are. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not going to always get the the splashiest guys i think it's going to take a couple more years of them having some sort of success before before we get to that point this this week has been kind of a sobering reminder of that but uh also apparently i guess uh the phillies have some sort of money printing operation where they can just uh, afford uh multiple 300 million dollar plus contracts and it's just not even a big deal for them uh, and the Padres yeah, too. I mean, the Padres. Yeah. How much are they spending? Nine hundred million on their infield or more? <laughs> and like, uh, Bogarts is a good player, but uh, I mean, good goodness. Um, that, that's it's a lot of cake uh, for for the infield. Uh, and obviously, they, they extended Tatis. They didn't get anything out of it last year, but uh, yeah. I mean, they they're levered up. Uh, the Yankees are are. Uh, Oh, you know, they got Aaron Judge back. Huge for them. And uh, you know, s- similar to teams that maybe not having the most success but somehow are, are drawing all these uh free agents i mean the, the rangers had the splashiest offseason almost of anyone last year and then they, they go ahead and they get to grom too now so i mean we'll we'll see if the rangers can start to put things together um I, i'm still skeptical though let's turn to the gridiron baker mayfield possibly getting the start tonight for the rams does that move the needle for you in a real life or fantasy perspective um, I, if anything, it, it moves it downward. Um, it, it felt to me, and the, the, watching the Rams this year has been a pretty fairly or a fairly joyless exercise. Like you, you watch them; they, not only are they bad, are they losing, are they disappointed by by their results on the field, but they they just seem like the most out of sorts uh, team in the NFL. And l- last week against Seattle, they looked like they were having fun with John Wolford, and it, it looked like there was actually like a, a little bit of a spark there. So it's been disappointing that. Uh, you know, he's been on the injury report this week. If they have to turn to Perkins, and that's a problem. And Baker Mayfield, I mean, he, he signed like 48 hours ago. There, there's just simply uh, no way that he's qualified to do much of this offense aside from handing the ball off, which is uh, honestly what, what he's best at anyway. So initially, I was on the Rams plus six, plus six and a half. Uh, now I'm, I'm kind of feeling like the, the Raiders are, are going to go in there and, and really kind of kind of take it to them a, a little bit. So uh, one thing I know for sure is uh, Al Michaels should not have to call this game. I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, right. He's risen above this at this point. It is a pretty bad one. I don't think we're going to get a lot of energy from the crew, the broadcast crew tonight. <laughs> yeah, we don't usually talk about betting, but it is some. I do find this line intriguing. Raiders minus six and a half. It, it feels like free money, but anytime you say that out loud is usually when you get stuck in the mud. So I don't really get the line. I, why is there this much this much confidence? On a Rams team who's at all of their talented players aren't playing, maybe outside of Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think it it maybe has to do with the with the Raiders' track record. You know, obviously they they've turned it around over the last three weeks or so, but that they were a really struggling squad a, about a month ago. 
been really tough. Uh, they still have some some deficiencies there. Um, so I'm thinking that that the line has more more to do with the, how the Raiders have performed on the road this year, and then you, you toss in the fact that um, it's a short week and, and you know a game that maybe if this was being played on Sunday, it creeps up closer to to that over that magic number of seven. Uh, now it's a little bit shorter at that six six and a half number. So. Um, that that's kind of my my read on, on the situation there, and uh, you know, again, I was interested on, in the Rams earlier in the week, but uh, as things have worn on, I, I uh, I'm starting to think that the the heavy road favorites are the way are the way to go. John McKechnie joining us from RotoWire.com. I get a lot of questions about Deshaun Watson. He was. It uh, wasn't really needed much in that last game against Houston. They they were able to just kind of take care of the bad Texans without using a quarterback. But are you more comfortable with the idea of starting him now, a divisional game against Cincinnati with a with at least one game under his belt? Um, I would say I'm more comfortable. And I know that we talked about him a bit last week, and you know I tried to relay some skepticism on on starting him in his first game back after almost two full years and that you know if you did end up sitting watson you feel good about it but i don't think that there is quite enough flashes in what he showed against houston to where you feel great about starting him this week i definitely wouldn't blame anyone for for using him you've stashed him for this long or you you used a waiver claim on him that type of thing so it definitely makes sense it's not like the Bengals have the best defense uh, in the league, but I, I have to think that if you're still in contention at this point, you have a quarterback that that's probably a little bit higher up. Like I, I would start a Derek Carr this week over him. I would start Dak Prescott, even though he might not, you know, play the entire game against the Texans this weekend. Like th- those type of guys, even a Geno Smith, I, I would be starting over Deshaun Watson. What about this week. Ty- so what about Tyler? Hunt- what about Tyler Huntley? Uh, Huntley, I, I I would start Watson over. I think Huntley. You know, we we got a good sample of him last year, and and yes, he kept the Ravens competitive down the stretch, but they they pretty much lost all those games, and the production. You know, I think his his yards per attempt was under six, and you know he's not going to be throwing it much more than thirty times in any given game. So you're basically locking yourself into under two hundred yards passing. And you just have to bank on him running for at least one, if not two touchdowns for him to, to return uh, the type of value that you, that you need from your starting quarterback. So I am Watson over Huntley this week, definitely. Mike Evans hasn't scored a touchdown since week two. I was looking at his game log today. It's baffling. Uh, now he goes up against a 49ers defense that's pretty stout. Is he benchable at this point? Yes, um, I, I think so. Um, it's not just like the the lack of touchdown production, but uh, and I know he kind of got things going a little bit uh, late in that game against the Saints. Some of the advanced numbers still look pretty good on him, like you know the air yardage, the target share, all that stuff. But it's not really starting to get converted into fantasy production. We need that right now, and and I think that. Uh, the Niners, uh, that's pretty much the last thing that the doctor would have ordered for this ailing Bucks defense, especially going on the road in this spot. So I'm very concerned about Mike Evans this week, and I, I think that uh, there there is a pretty high likelihood that there's someone else on, on your team or on your bench that uh, I would be comfortable starting over him. Again, like you said, he's just he's not producing in, in the end zone. He really only has – since – since that game where he scored the touchdown, he had two games of 90 or more yards. Everything else has been like 60 or less. So there's just not a whole lot going on there with Evans. I think that that, that offense just isn't working. It's not getting 
the, the enough time to have those downfield routes to, to develop. And that's where Evans, that's obviously where his bread and butter is. Brady is just getting rid of the ball. Like it's a hot potato very, very similar to like late stage Ben Roethlisberger. And that just doesn't work for Evans. I don't like the way that that sounds because late stage Ben Roethlisberger was not very good. Let's wrap with a running back question. James cook appears to be viable in fantasy. I, uh, I had an opportunity to pick him up in one league that I was in because he was out there on the waiver wire. I didn't jump fast enough. Somebody snaked him from me. And so now, you know, that'll stick with me the rest of the season. He saw his biggest workload of the year, 43% of the snaps. He had 14 carries for 64 yards. Um, one goal line carry. Is this somebody that you're excited about moving forward? It's hard to get like fully excited about this Bills backfield because I just don't feel like it's overly talented, and I also feel like it's still an offense that that relies a lot on, on Josh Allen's legs. Um, I, I do feel like Cook can be a, a good like option B to, to Singletary. I still think that Singletary probably just on functional ability and versatility, probably a little bit better that, than uh, James Cook right now. But Cook can absolutely give you the explosive plays. And, and I think the best thing about his game coming out of Georgia was his ability uh, out of the backfield, whether uh, Todd Munkin you know, put him in the slot or just had him run wheel routes, whatever it was, um, getting him downfield in the passing game, he can run routes almost at a, at a wide receiver level. So that's, that's very intriguing. You get matchups against the Jets, Dolphins, and bears over these next three weeks. So, uh, I mean, the arrow is definitely trending upwards for him. I think he's, he's in the flex discussion. Um, but I, I'm still not like going into a week banking on, on 10, uh, 10 or more fantasy points from him. The latest injury news, DFS advice analysis. You can get it all over at rotowire.com. I'm really excited, John, in the next few weeks, we're going to have college football playoff talk to get to. We'll pivot to the NFL draft. I definitely want to get your thoughts on a guy like Anthony Richardson in the future. So we've got a lot to look forward to. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, my friend. Awesome. You do the same. Catch you next week. Tazi's take coming up around the corner and another sports award to get excited about. Much to get to after this.